Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the SJN Podcast. On the last podcast, we had discussed, is Carmelo Anthony a Nick Legend slash Hall of Famer? If you guys missed that episode, you can actually catch it on Spotify and or other apps, such as um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and, of course, the biggest platform for me is Spotify. I know it's been a while, um, but I'm just going to, you know, let you guys know life has really... uh, Life has really happened for me. So here's what's been going on in the last week. Um, I had a lot going on. I went over to my cousin's in Jersey. My cousin Alexa, it was her 24th birthday. So, you know, I had a load, uh, had a had a lot of fun, actually. You know, we played a lot of Pong, Stack Cup. Um, it was great to celebrate, see my cousin. We both have very busy schedules, me and Alexa, so it was good to see her. And, of course, my, my other cousin, uh, Jordan, which is like a family friend, so he's like a little brother to me. So it was very good to see him. More that happened, I actually became a father. Now I know what you're thinking, like I actually have a kid. No, no, that's that's not what I meant. So me and my girlfriend uh, got a bunny, and his name is Pepe, and we are family parents of a bunny. So that happened a lot. So if you hear a couple little sounds in the backgrounds, because I'm actually recording right next to Pepe and. You know, he's a bunny. So bunnies at night, they do all sorts of stuff. My girlfriend's cousin, Brianna, had um, had just graduated college. So I went to a graduation party. You know, I had to show the kids how it's done. You know, the pong, you know, the elbows, the rules, Jersey, New York rules, all that good stuff. Kind of reminds me back to my college days at Rye University. So that, that's what was going on. A whole lot of action-packed stuff. Episode 4 was supposed to be about the New York Knicks and the New York Nets. Uh, excuse me, the New Jersey Nets. No, wait, no, the Brooklyn Nets. But today, I'm going to go on. The New York Mets have currently lost 7 straight. It just upsets me because the last series... They played the Atlanta Braves. No, the last series before that, they played the Blue Jays. Now, if you recall, before that series, we played against the Phillies and we swept them. Everything was looking great. I thought, okay, maybe we can take two out of three against the Jays. That was not the case. And, of course, we get swept by the Blue Jays. Chris Bassett decides, hey, listen, I have a kid. Ah, uh, my wife's going to labor, but I'm just going to pitch a shutout ball against the Mets. He pitched unbelievable. We got swept. Okay, I wasn't too worried. I said, we're going to be playing the Braves. The Braves are a sneaky team, and they have owned us for probably the past 20-plus years. I thought maybe, though, we could sneak a game or two. I thought things were looking great, and we get swept. We get swept. I, the way we lost these games... And my buddy, I want to give a shout out to him, my buddy Eric from school, from Rider University. Me and him are both diehard Mets fans, so he was giving me the stat that the Mets led in every game, and they're the first team to blow a lead, being up three runs. It, it just shows you the discrepancies with this team. And as the night I'm recording this, they lose 14-7. to let me, get, let me make sure I get this right. Yes, 14-7. to seven. And the only reason we scored seven runs was because in the ninth inning, the freaking 
Pirates cannot field the ball. Our pitching is horrible. Nobody's pitching great. The bullpen is atrocious. Our guys can't hit. Pete Alonso gets hurt. I can't blame him. He's been so durable for the Mets. The bad news is he's out three to four weeks. And I'm not too upset with Mark Hanna playing first base. He's not a great first baseman, but he can play first base. It's either him or Vogelback, and I don't want Vogelback out there. But this whole team has just been atrocious. Uh, I don't know why, but when the Mets got swept by the Braves, I said to all my friends, my family members, I said, I'm not watching another damn Met game. I need to take a break. Well, guess what I was doing right after work? I put the Met game on. And I watched them get beat down 14. First it was 14-0. 14-2. And then, of course, we had to score five runs, five meaningless runs in the ninth inning for no reason. I do feel bad, though, for one of my buddies back home on Long Island, my buddy Johnny. He actually got tickets, and he's going to every single Mets-Pirates game. And he got to watch and sit that atrocious thing. I actually texted him. I said, hey, Johnny, I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, how's the food? That's literally what I texted him. How's the food because of this terrible, terrible baseball team? And I think, too, that I, I said on this podcast, and I'll own up to it, I said, we need to see the All-Star break. Well, you know what? Th- this this seven-game losing streak is ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. The money we put into these guys, the biggest disappointments, and Max Scherzer... Burlander, and even, I'm not going to say I expected Tyler McGill to be Siler McGill, but at least be a competent pitcher. He showed last year before he got hurt that he was a competent pitcher and or better, but he hasn't done anything. Nobody has done anything. There's no hitting. There's nothing. And this team relies on Pete Alonso and Lindor. And Lindor's have a terrible year. Let's go on to that. For any Met fan here that is going to justify and tell me, oh, well, Lindor's a good player. You need to wake up and smell the roses. Lindor's batting 210. He's batting 210. The only reason he has a ton of RBIs is because he seems to always get that big hit. I call it the Tomas Nito effect. Where he doesn't hit, and then somehow Tomas Nito would always rope a ball down the line, and the Mets would score, and it would be like some key hit for us to win the game. Which, going off of Tomas Nito, we DFA'd him, but he actually cleared waivers, so he's back at Syracuse. It's good to see. I like him. He was a good dude. He sucked, but he was a good dude. But moving on, uh, staying on topic with Lindor. Lindor, defensively, the only reason it saves him, or people even justify and say, like, oh, well, he's a good player, he has a good glove. Can he field his position? Yes. Does he have a strong arm for a shortstop? No. I've seen a ton of times where a ball just goes in the grass, he's got to either eat it up or he makes a terrible throw to first, and it gets scooped up, but the guy's already saved. Dora has not been playing. Nobody's been hitting. Mo- moving on, the guys are not a hit. And I like this guy. You know, he reminds me of some guy when you play, say you play Sunday League or Beer League or a Softball League. 
Daniel Vogelback. Is it cool to see some big guy that, that definitely looks like he goes to beer league every weekend or goes to the bar, some local guy playing softball with you? Yeah, sure, it's great. But the guy can't hit. He can't hit out of an ocean. Vogelback's not hitting. With Pete Hurt now, this is definitely going to affect us. Nobody's hitting. It's just it's so sad to see. Because we came into this season with a ton of expectations. I just don't know what else to say. As a Mets fan, it, you you thought that a couple years ago, or when Stevie Cohen bought this team, there was some upside. Was I optimistic when we signed Verlander and Scherzer? Yeah. I told people, listen, I don't care. If you saw all the mediocrity I had to watch my whole life, I'm glad that I didn't record this right right after they lost because I probably would have threw some stuff, screaming, yelling, maybe pulled a Frank the Tank, broke, ripped my shirt. Which Frank the Tank, he he's, I I feel I don't know he's he's gonna get a stroke or something. Whoever's out there, listen, you need to take care of Frank the Tank. If anything, if you're the Mets fans, take care of Frank the Tank because he's gonna have some sort of heart attack, and we're gonna hear about it from Barstool. I don't know what else to say about this team. The pitching is crappy. The starting pitching can't even get through four. The the hitting, there is no hitting. Everyone's either striking out or, or whatever. No one's doing anything. No one's getting on base. The defense, the tonight they had two errors in one inning. And I thought the defense was supposed to be the strong suit of this team. It's not. The defense has been horrendous. The only what positives maybe one can take out of this is what, uh, Francisco Alvarez is playing very well as a catcher. Uh, Francisco Alvarez, since he's gotten consistent playing time and since they DFA'd Tomas Nitos, has been playing unbelievable. Offensively, defensively behind the plate, he's been okay. He's calls a pretty good game, but I don't really look at that because if you have veterans on a staff, they're literally just going to say, I'm throwing this pitch and you're just going to spot it. So he's not really calling games. But Alvarez has played very well offensively. He's raking. He had a two-home run game uh, yesterday, which got overshadowed when freaking Tommy Harner uh, against the Braves gave up a three-run bomb. And that was the worst walk-off this year. That was the worst loss I've ever seen because we were up. We scored almost nine runs, ten runs. How do you lose that game? And I'm sorry. I understand that we need arms, but why is Tommy Hunter still on this damn team? Is he does he have some text messages of Buck or something that Buck did that he has some evidence against him? Because Buck loves this guy. I don't know why. I'd rather cut him, call up some triple A guy, pick up some guy from the Atlantic League, Long Island Ducks or whatever. To replace him. I'm just trying to keep my cool here because it's just, it's ridiculous. 
I mean, the only other positive, but we're taking positives again, Mark Fientos gets more playing time. You fans wanted him. I wanted him. So there's a positive. It's just embarrassing, though, every night now. just This, this is just a terrible time. And that's what they say about baseball, though. It changes so quickly. I just do. I even want to watch this. This excuse me. This crappy team again. Do I want to put myself through this tomorrow? Because they show no fight, no heart, nothing. And if we as Mets fans are distraught, I'm wondering what Stevie Cohen is doing. Is he throwing chairs? Is he ready to do something? Because all in all, last year was great. Billy Epler has done nothing. What has Billy Epler been doing? You basically... Now let's move on to the GM here. Let's move on to Billy Epler. You have a blank check from an owner who says, Listen, I don't care what you do. Here's my money. Take care of it. The free agencies, great. You signed Merlin, you signed the best pitchers on the market that you could, although they're past their prime. Billy Epler's not done anything to improve this offense. And this is where it goes back to where when the offseason happened, I was like, oh, great, we signed pitching. But here was another problem. We did not add anything to this team offensively. If you want to tell me Tommy Pham was an offensive game, please get out of here. I'm sorry. Tommy Pham, great bench player. He hits, he, I guess he can somewhat feel this position. But everyone always goes off, well, you saw five, six years. Again, five, six years ago, he was good when he was a Cardinal. We just need to figure this out. And I'm hoping by the trade, maybe we make some trades. Maybe we get a power bat. Maybe we get the Shotani. I don't, I don't know what to do. Because now for three to four weeks, we have no... Pete Alonzo, no polar bear, no big meat Pete. What the hell are we going to do? And this is what was in the back of every Mets fan's uh, mind. You know, you're all happy about all these signings. You're happy that, you know, you made these, you, you signed these two great guys that are, are, are going to be future Hall of Famers. But they always say the back of the baseball card. We basically signed the back of the baseball card what they did. I know Verlander had his Cy Young year. And, and again, this is still a fairly young season. So I'm going to put some positive t- positivity here. It is still a fairly young season. But changes need to be made. And I've been ripping on these players. But you know what? I'm going to rip on the skipper. Buck Showalter. I one thing I will say about this is, you can talk, and you can tell me that Terry Collins was not great manager managerial wise. He always did the matchup matchup, and before they had the three batter rule, he always took lefties on lefties, or who had the best numbers, who did this, who did that. But Terry Collins was a very vocal leader. When his team played like crap, he would rip them. He would rip every single one on the team's sake. I'll never forget that one rant. He was like, if I have to send these all these players down and pick up AAA guys, guys who actually want to be here and care about this team, I'm going to do it. 
But Terry, although he ripped on his team, he always had your back. And of course, we all know when he had the argument with the ump after Noah Syndergaard threw it behind Chase Utley with the whole slide thing, he had his team's back. And of course, some words were exchanged, which I'm not going to say it on here, but you know which video I'm talking about. But Terry had emotion. It just seems like I understand what Buck is trying to do. We don't know what he does behind closed doors. Maybe he throws chairs around, he starts cursing up a storm or something. But to tell you the media, the New York media, this is not some Kansas City team, this is not some local team otherwise else, to tell them, to say, to say they did a great job. Or they're doing the best they can. I'm sorry, that's not good enough for me. If he would have just said, like, we're not playing great, I understand the fans' frustration. Or it's frustrating, we're not playing well, we're going to turn this around. That's all you have to say. But the fact that you made it say that just puts a little extra pressure on this team and an extra distraction. Because the New York media is going to eat that up. And Buck should know better. I know he... This is the thing with Buck. He never tries to show his hand. He always tries to keep to himself. And the problem with last year is when he did that, it was all fun and games. It was, all right, well, we're winning. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? We're winning. But right now, it's not working out. And I understand his whole life philosophy on, oh, I got to take care of the vets. I'm going to be very stubborn and stick to these lines. But you got to shake something up. you got to shake something up. The biggest thing was putting Alvarez in. And he's letting Beatty play. And now Vientos gets his shot. This is where Vientos needs to be playing every day. Because I, I don't want our left fielder. I love McNeil. He can play the outfield. He can play left field, but I'd rather have him at second base. So this is what I want the lineup to be, Buck. If you're listening, we're going to go with, you know, catch your Alvarez. We're going to go right to, we're going to go from right to left. I want Vientos at first. I want Jeff McNeil at second. I want, of course, Lindor at shortstop. I, I want Beatty at third. And if we're going left to right with the outfield. I want Canna, Nemo, and Marte. That's it. DHing, I don't care who you put in at this rate. I know people are going to say, oh, well, let's just put this. No, no. Put Tommy Pham in there. I don't really care who the DH is at this rate. Do not roll out with vocal back. His his whole MO is he rakes against um, righty pitching. Well, he hasn't done that. He gets on base, apparently, which I have not seen him get on pace. I've seen him watch pitches go down the middle. He's looking like me at a batting cage when I'm trying to hit you know fastballs that are 89 miles, which I know I'm not catching up to. And I just stand there and I freeze. But changes need to be made. 
this would not surprise me if the Pirates sweep us. If the Pirates sweep us, I don't know what I'll do. But let's look at the next game here while we're here. The Mets tomorrow are playing at 4.05. And we have Kodai Sanga against Oviedo for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Kodai, unfortunately, his splits are just not great. When he pitches at home, he's a beast. When he pitches away from City Field, that's when the numbers go bad. And, excuse me, it was Johan Oviedo they're pitching against. Right now, he's 3-4 and four with a 429 ERA. I, I need Kodai to pitch at least 7 tomorrow. Kodai, you, you need to do this. Kodai, you need to set the tone here. You need to pitch like, a, like an ace. Because I'm sorry, I know the next game will be against, um, it's a Sunday game, of course, Cookie Carrasco against uh, Mitch Keller. Let me just double-check his last name here. Mitch Keller. And Mitch Keller is probably their best pitcher on this staff right now. So we need to win tomorrow with Kodai on the bump. I like cookie, but as Evan Roberts says, you're going to get good cookie or bad cookie. We need to set a tone. I would like to take the next two games, but we need to win a game tomorrow. We need to win. Because if we get swept by them, we go right against the Yankees. And that Subway Series always feels like a World Series atmosphere. And we need to go in there with positive juju. But we'll see how it goes, guys. I just want to say thank you all again for uh, listening and subscribing to the SJN podcast. It's, I, I know my voice, I'm usually pretty positive, and that's why I went away and I told you guys all my positivity that was happening last week. And the Mets just decided to take a dump on it. But we'll see how it goes from here. We'll check back, and the next episode, bearing any issues, we'll either discuss the New York Knicks, New York Nets, or um, New York Knicks, New York Nets, New York Knicks, or the Brooklyn Nets, or actually, we might even talk about the Subway Series, because that will be coming up. But we'll see you guys. Again, that's all the time we have. Thank you again for for checking in on the SJN Podcast. And remember, like, subscribe on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And this is Stephen James Norjanian. And we are, sadly, signing out.